1: Do you like sports? Cause we like sports Let's talk about sports It's Sports Yak Sports Yak It's Sports Yak Welcome to episode 236 of the Sports Yak podcast You mean the Gabby Hartnett episode? Prior to Johnny Bench considered the greatest catcher that had ever played Major League Baseball He had a famous home run in 1938 called the Homer and the Glowman It the Dust descended to help the Cubs win a pennant. He was part of a lot of great Major League Baseball events. He, w- he was there for the 1932 World Series when Babe Ruth pointed out to center field. He was there for Dizzy Dean's six strikeouts in the All-Star Game. A lot of great moments. And, by the way, he hit 236 home runs in his big league career. He's Gabby Hart. Chuck, i got to be honest with you. I've heard of Johnny Bench.
2: I've heard of Babe Ruth. I've not heard of Gabby Hartner. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame, my man.
1: Is he? Yes. All right. He's Gabby. I'm going to have to take your word for it. As you do with most things on this show.
2: I have a handful of headlines. I'm just going to tee the ball up. You knock it out of the park, and we'll keep moving forward. We hope. <laughs> Adrian Peterson gets released from Washington. He's, Is he done? He He's
1: old. He's, he's old. And... I don't think Washington's that good, so if they're releasing AP, that basically means, yeah, he's about done. Physical specimen, no doubt, but he's been around a long time. Steve Nash, your new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Boy, there's some interesting stuff going on here. Uh, there There are some people that say, look, there's a ton of black coaches out here with experience that could have had the job, and you give it to a white guy with no experience. And this is a clash going on in our society, as everybody knows. But I don't think there's any question that Steve Nash, Hall of Fame point guard, knows basketball. And he's had a 20-year relationship with the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, basically the guy that hired him. So it kind of makes sense that Steve Nash would get the job, But obviously, all eyes are going to be on Nash, especially because this is kind of a reprise of what the Brooklyn Nets did a few years ago when they hired Jason Kidd, Hall of Fame point guard, no experience, and that didn't really work out. So why is Steve Nash going to work out better than Jason Kidd? Well, maybe because he's got Kevin Durant on the team. That could help. Your starting quarterback for the Patriots, Cam Newton. Is anybody surprised by this? When they went out and got Cam Newton and they said, well, you know, they do have Jared Stidham. And that's what everybody did. They just sat there silently and said, really? You're going to say that comment? You're going to compare Cam Newton with Jared Stidham? Nice. Thanks for playing our game. Lovely parting gifts. In fact, Cam Newton, a captain now of the New England Patriots, so everybody who thinks that the Patriots are just tanking this year because they don't have all these players playing because they don't have Tom Brady anymore, I'm not so sure about that. We'll, we'll see. It'll be fun to see what Cam Newton does in the AFC East. Before I serve you up your last headline to
2: make a comment on, we're going to go back to episode 209 of the Sports Yak and hear from head coach Neil Ivey. How good is John ja Morant?
3: Oh, oh my gosh. You know what's interesting is like I've I've been blessed to be around great guards and so it's really it's really interesting how the Lord put me in an organization that had the most fantastic point guard um, and most exciting point guard in the league. It just, I always feel like that is just just kind of just uh, very coincidence. It's a, it's a really big coincidence, you know, having Skyler, having Enrique, all these exciting guards that I had a chance to work with, Jewel Lloyd, uh, but to have, um, to have John Morant, I was like. Uh, it was a, it was a dream for me to just to, to see how he worked and just be around him but i'm telling you that that he is different he is special he he has that it factor he is a um the ultimate competitor um he's fearless you know he has that he has that swag and of uh, that dogging of like he just we steps on the he has such a small frame you know he has such a big heart but a small frame i mean he's gonna be i mean he could have been an all-star this year he is definitely the future of the NBA. I've never seen anything like it up close, you know. And he's just a great person. He's a humble family man, um, and he's just, he's a joy. He makes everybody better around him, and he never, um, you know, is boastful about the celebrity that he creates. He's just a superstar. He's just um, hes just incredible. He's, more, he's one of my favorites.
2: Your NBA Rookie of the Year.
1: I thought about you last night when that came up. I wondered if you would go back because we specifically asked Niel about John ja Morant, and he has had a fabulous season, very deserving of the award. I saw Niel gave him a a shout out on Twitter last night. She actually mentioned the person that she gave the shout out on Twitter to. Unlike other people who think that we've given them Twitter shout outs, nevertheless, uh, congratulations to John ja Morant, your NBA Rookie of the Year. I have a lot of uh, family and friends that live in Michigan. The
2: governor making a statement yesterday. Uh, Some happy people. I've got some uh,
1: parents of soccer kids in Michigan. Your thoughts? Well, in Birmingham, they love the governor, but I'm not sure in Birmingham, Michigan, they do. And this has been a political football, no pun intended. Well, okay, there was a pun intended. Uh, This has been a political measure for some time. The question as to why the Michigan high school students could not play and. And Gretchen Whitmer said, well, the science of COVID says that you shouldn't be playing. Then in her remarks yesterday, she gave a chance for organized sports to return, but warned that football should not be one of the sports that returns because of the high chance for COVID. And that's when Mark Ewell and the Michigan High School Athletic Association Executive Committee said, oh, you said organized sports can return, and then the rest of the time you turned into a Karen And we're not listening to you anymore. You said we could return. We're returning. So soccer could start immediately. Swimming and diving will start Monday. Volleyball will start Wednesday. And the high school football season in Michigan will begin two weeks from tonight on September 18th with games all around the state. Michigan adjusting its playoff format this year. Everybody will make the playoffs, similar to Indiana. Shortened regular season. And we'll see how it all plays out. But I know there's a lot of happy football coaches, players, parents in the state of Michigan today because, you know, honestly, the, the thought of spring football just wasn't going to work. You have too many kids that play other sports that are needed for other sports. You were either going to kill baseball and track for football or you were just not going to play football. Phil McDonald, line one. Phil McDonald, line one. Phil McDonald gets to be busy again. He was, <laughs> he was tweeting out uh, St. Joe and Lakeshore stuff last night, and uh, I believe St. Joe-Lakeshore will be the second game of the year for those teams up there. I know that St. Joe opens up at Kalamazoo Central. Um, we'll see what Michigan football looks like this year. It, it's going to be a short season, but enjoy it, boys, as much as you can. Let's talk about uh, high school football. You've got a game tonight with Adams and Riley. 78th meeting between the Eagles and the Wildcats over at Jackson Field in South Bend. Adams may be the story of the first two weeks of the season. Here's a team, Corey, that was winless last year. They gave up 40 points a game. They have posted back-to-back shutouts for the first time since 1991. And I went to practice this week and I asked head coach Antoine Jones why is this team different? The answer is pretty simple but lengthy. What's different about this group? You know what? Everybody's on the same
4: page. Uh, I think uh, this group understands the importance of hard work and there, there's not a lot of entitlement. You know, the kids want to work for everything that they're getting. Um, nobody's come in and complaining about uh, playing time. They know they have to earn it. You know, and that, that's the big thing. You know, in the past we've dealt with some things. We've had real good kids and great kids, but it was one of those things kind of like, hey, it's old to me because I showed up. Well, you know, that's not how football works. And I think this group really understands that. And, you know, sometimes you got to go through the fire to build some things and experience some things that don't feel good. Uh, Going 0-10 doesn't feel good. To their credit from the team from last year, they all stuck together. Mm -hmm. Uh, You didn't have a a mass exodus from the team when things went bad. Everybody stayed together and they uh, um, toughed it out and took those whoopings. And uh, from that, uh, it's a lot of life experience that uh, goes into play and lessons that you learn. You know, Not giving up just because things don't go your way and those kids didn't give up and now, They're reaping some of the benefits from that type of attitude.
1: So it's a team. It's a team that believes in one another and believes in itself. Now, they will be challenged by this Riley team tonight. Riley is 0-2. The first game they got curb-stopped by South Bend Riley, or excuse me, by Michigan City, 55-0. Last week against John Glenn, they had a 14-3 lead that appeared to be going to 21-3 with a long touchdown run only to have that TD run called back by a penalty because the Wildcats last week had 17 penalties in the game for 155 yards. So they're on the precipice of just pushing John Glenn aside. Instead, the penalty stops the momentum. John Glenn winds up running a punt back for a touchdown. They seize the momentum. And the Falcons come from behind to win that football game by a count of 24-14. to 14. But the interim coach, Justin Kinsey, said the improvement in his team between week one and week two was massive. And he expects more improvement this week. So the attitude right now is pretty good on the south side. The team, I think if you just look from week one to week two, the amount of improvement that our, our guys demonstrated...
2: Uh, that's something they can be really proud of and you know even obviously losing last week stunk but I think our guys walking off the field were frustrated because they knew how close they were uh, and so yeah it would be a really good
1: thing to get a win with these guys this week.
3: We're uh, changing and we're trying to you know move on from and get better every day. We've just been trying to get better.
1: Uh, you know just next play. Just keeping it up um, you know. Michigan City, give it up to them, They're great teams. I'm playing great teams, you know. Uh, you know we just got to come out there a better team, you know, just make not make mistakes, shoes ourselves in the foot, you know. and uh get a win against Adams would be a great pickup, especially, you know, again, for the inner city rivalry. It would be great. So uh, just really just coming back and just staying strong. So it should be a fun one tonight over at Jackson Field, 7 o'clock on Facebook, YouTube, and the IHSA Champions Network, 11 o'clock Friday night, 9 o'clock Saturday morning on TV 46. And we'll see if Adams can run it to 3-0 and for the first time since 2012. My
2: wife uh, asked this morning, is Mishawaka going to play tonight? They are not.
1: Nope. Mishawaka was unable to find an opponent. So to recap uh, what happened on Wednesday after we recorded the yak, Goshen had a player test positive for COVID. And so the health department told Goshen, because of the contact tracing and everything, you need to quarantine your entire team. And with that done, they could not play Mishawaka this week in what was supposed to be Mishawaka's first Northern Lakes Conference game ever. There was some question as to whether, with contact tracing, South Ben Clay, Goshen's opponent last week, would be affected as well. And Mishawaka was ready to step in if Clay had to be quarantined, and Mishawaka would have played Clay's opponent Munster this week. Well, Clay did not need to be quarantined, so Clay will play Munster, and Mishawaka will actually sit in the stands at Steel Stadium tonight and watch on the big video board um, on the live stream of their opponent for next week, the Warsaw Tigers. By the way, Warsaw and Mishawaka will be our 46th game of the week next week. Uh, But Mishawanka doesn't get the opportunity to play tonight, nor does Goshen. Among teams playing tonight, and I realize the ability to go to games is limited for people, but if you're going to watch something else besides the 46th game of the week, you might be tempted to go on out to TCU Freed Field, where the top-ranked team in Class 5A, the Fighting Irish of Indianapolis Cathedral, come in and take on the Penn Kingsmen. Uh, Cathedral, coached by Bill Peebles, 44-28 winner over Carmel last week. They have a tremendous quarterback in Nathan McCahill, who has thrown eight touchdowns in two games. He threw for 374 yards last week in the win over Carmel. And they'll take on a Penn team that I think is still trying to find its offensive identity a little bit Uh Ron Paulus Jr. hit Carson Mumoff for a couple of touchdown passes last week. And the Kingsmen got a win over an overmanned Laporte team, or an undermanned Laporte team, I should say. Uh, But how they will fare against this cathedral juggernaut, it's an interesting proposition to watch unfold at TCU Freed Field tonight. Credit to Corey Yeoman of Penn. He's challenging his team here in the early part of the season with games against teams like Valparaiso, Cathedral, and East Noble. He's not giving them a light non-conference schedule. He wants them to be tournament tested. Also tonight, a battle of the unbeatens over at Atulski Field. Bremen 2-0 against Marion 2-0. We were supposed to see Bremen play in Week 1. Their game got switched out. They played St. Joe. They've played St. Joe in Washington so far. So the jury is still somewhat out on Bremen as to, well, just how good are they? The jury won't be out after tonight because they take on a really good Marion team that we saw last week on 46. Marion with a bevy of weapons on offense. But their defense, I think, underrated a little bit. You know, Knox put together a couple of pretty good drives, and Marion was able to to lock its jaw a little bit and stop them up inside the red zone a couple of times. Marion had problems stopping a very potent Mishawaka offense in Week One. We'll see how they do with this very balanced Breaman attack. Ethan Nunemaker, at quarterback. You've got um, the running backs Blake Dingus and uh, the other young man that um, Nathan Devine, who was hurt in Week One. Um, both of those give Breaman some pretty good offensive options. Could be could be a high scoring game over at Atulski Field tonight. Uh, a great one down at the rock pile. You've got one-and-one one Warsaw taking out 0-2 Plymouth, and you say, well, Chuck, why is that great? Because it's the 101st meeting between Warsaw and Plymouth. I mean, my goodness, you've got a rivalry that dates back to 1924 here. they play twice a year during the war years. They do not like each other. Plymouth has won six straight. Now, I think there's great respect between Bart Curtis and John Barron, the two opposing coaches. Uh, But there's nothing that gets the blood boiling down there on U.S. 30 more than a Warsaw-Plymouth game. So that should be fun tonight. Concord and Northwood get together in the Northern Lakes Open or over at Andrews Field. Northwood is having its senior night tonight because, well, with COVID, you never know. So you move senior night activities up, smart. Uh, Northwood only lost by one to the second-ranked team in Class 4A last week, East Noble. Concord had to go to overtime to beat Jimtown, but that's a huge rivalry game. If I were picking a winner in this one, I'd probably lean towards Northwood a little bit just because I think they've got a little bit more proven big play potential. But that doesn't mean that Concord couldn't go on the road and pull off a big upset tonight. Chuck, I follow you on at 46sports on Twitter. I've well, you're a, a wise man. About one of your
2: videos. Okay. Were you, like, right up in there following a defensive player doing a tackle uh, routine? Were you, like, were you
1: right behind him? Riley was working on offensive line play this week, and what I did was I got in behind uh, Marcus Henderson, their freshman, I believe he's a guard, and I just followed him in this drill. and And the drill was to drive the man, keep driving the man until the whistle blows. Yeah. So... He, I liked watching that. He takes <laughs> off, and I took off, and I'm, I'm sure it was rather comical to watch. If somebody would have had video of me following this, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't have looked pretty. But nevertheless, I uh, I followed along in almost a full sprint. Who, uh, boy, that'd be
2: great if that uh, footage surfaced. But it won't. It won't. It won't. You've made sure of that.
1: <laughs> How
2: about college football? You got a game on Monday you're looking forward to.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to BYU and Navy. Kind of the first big Division One game of of the weekend. There's some smaller level games tomorrow. Army takes on Middle Tennessee State. I mentioned that game on the Sportscast this morning. Most of the Saturday games uh, here in Week One have now been diluted since the Big Ten and the Pac-12 aren't playing football yet. So your big marquee matchup Monday night, you get a little Monday night football, BYU and Navy, and that kind of sets you up for the return of football on the grander stage uh, in the next coming week. Monday night, college football, BYU-Navy. Thursday night, the NFL returns with Patrick Mahomes taking on Deshaun Watson, the Texans and the Chiefs. And then next Saturday, of course, It's Notre Dame football at the stadium with uh, friends and family and uh, the Irish taking on Duke. I read some of uh,
2: the athletic director's game plan for uh, game day. And did you read anything about the, the VIP, the rally house? Did you see that?
1: Yeah, this is an online thing. Oh. That season ticket holders can participate. I missed that part. Yeah. It's an online thing. Okay. Don't worry. They're not bringing in celebrities and surrounding them with. Right? Covidians. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Kavidians.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Good word. How about Major League Baseball last night? Yeah, For the Cubs, not a good day. They ended the road trip looking like a team that had been on an 11-day road trip losing to Pittsburgh by a count of 6-2. Lots of missed opportunities in that game. The Cubs left the bases loaded, I believe, three times against Pirate Pitching in that contest. So they'll come home today and start a big series tonight with the Cardinals. Five games at Wrigley Field. The last five these two teams will play this year between the Cubs and Cards, including a doubleheader, I believe, on Saturday. And so this could really shake out the National League Central for Chicago and we'll see how that all shakes out. The White Sox did bounce back last night, got the bats going again against Kansas City, and they beat the Royals 11 to 6 and they're in a real dogfight with Cleveland and Minnesota in the AL Central. All those teams are going to make the playoffs, but obviously you enhance your playoff matchup the most if you can finish in first in the division and that would be a a big feather in the cap of this young White Sox team that has been, I will say, very exciting to watch even for somebody who's not a White Sox fan. You never feel like they are out of a game because of the power that they have in their lineup. John Morant, Rookie of the Year, and what an ending to that Celtics game last night. OG Ananobi, the former IU standout, winds oh, up... Star Wars name. Well, it does sound a little bit like that, doesn't it? <laughs> But help me, what's his name? OG Ananobi. I better write a song to help me remember you, that one. You better just, <laughs> better just let me do the talk okay. on that one. OG Ananobi hits the game winning shot. Toronto really needed that. Down two nothing in the series now. They trail the Celtics two games to one. Clippers no problem with Denver last night. I think in the West, uh, you're obviously looking at an LA showdown in the Western Conference Finals between the Clippers and the Lakers. In the East, Miami has the upper hand on Milwaukee, two nothing. Giannis, it's time to wake up, baby. Uh, you have been a slumbering giant in these playoffs, and it's time to get it going because the Bucks could stop here. The Heat have been magnificent in this playoff series; they've won their first six. A woman by the name of Beth called in this morning to play one of our trivia games, so I, of
2: course, unleashed Beth by Kiss on her. Why wouldn't you? And James, her opponent, said he'd never heard that song before. And I said, really? I said, well, how did you think I did? He goes, it was much better than your Giannis song. James is a wise man. And I said, hang on a minute. That's currently
1: the 18th most downloaded ringtone in america no no it doesn't even get requests on the pulse <laughs> fm request app no that was not requested i i have a feeling i know what was requested on the pulse fm request app. <laughs> yeah 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 i, I saw that I, I saw that
2: the best part about you pranking me or giving me an inside joke is i can't retaliate in that moment I just have to take it. Sit there and take it. I have to sit there and take it, which is fine.
1: Uh, NHL. NHL last night, Philadelphia. What a story this is. Oscar Lindblom coming back from uh, sarcoma cancer nine months ago diagnosed. Now he's back on the ice last night and helping Philadelphia to a 5-4 win over the Islanders. And that forces game seven in that series Islanders were heavily favored in there. Anders Lee, the former Notre Dame star, has played very well. They had a 3-1 lead, but the Flyers have won the last two, and now the pressure's on as they go to Game 7. I believe that'll be tomorrow. All right. No more uh, pushing the divots into the ground. No
2: big giant hats at the Kentucky Derby, or are we going to see
1: that? No fans at the no Kentucky fans. Derby this year. That That's kind of sad. If you're better... It's tough to go against tis the law, even though he's a 3-5 to favorite. He has just been magnificent in all of his pre-derby prep. Uncle Chuck would have given him a little bit of a challenge, but Uncle Chuck and Bob Baffert's horse was sidelined for use of an illegal substance, which I don't understand that at all with that name, how you could make that determination. There is also a horse in the race called South Bend. And he is a 50-to-1 long shot. You can make your own jokes at home. Is he? Is there a connection
2: between this town and that horse? Not to my knowledge. But his name is South Bend. South Bend. <laughs> okay. We have hit the list.
1: We are at the end of the sports list. By the way, the Derby is one of those events. Obviously, nobody can go this year. But that's one of those events I would love to go to sometime. Not to be with the beautiful people sipping the mint juleps, and, but just the What it would be like in that atmosphere, I've had the opportunity to tour Churchill Downs mm-hmm. when it was empty, and there were a few horses there and things like that, but I want to see what it's like on that day, yeah, and just the the chaos that's going on and then and then the fastest two minutes in sports and and what it's like to have those horses go thundering by and and hear the call yeah, and my Yana song is horrible. Well, I it did it much better in rehearsal than I did. Is that what thing. that was? Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. We can end right there if you'd like, Chuck Freeman. No,
1: I've got a question to ask you. Okay. As, as a pop culture maven aficionado and fan. hmm So coming in today, I'm listening to The Cars and the song, "Let's." it's titled Let's Go. I like the nightlife, nice baby. Well, for years... That's what I thought the title was. Mm-hmm. Is I like the nightlife," because it seems like that's what's said more often in the song. But the song is titled "Let's Go." Mm-hmm. Now it may not be so much for you, because working where you do now, you see the titles of records and everything, you know, before you play them often, right? But growing up, was there a song where you thought, this is the title?" and it's like, "Oh no." It's this. Yes,
2: boy, that's that's a great question. Let me put some thought into that for a second. You think it's one thing and it's actually another. Right.
1: And I thought this was a real good example of this with, with the cars song. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'd have to think about that for a little bit. Um there's a
2: there's a cheap trick song floating around in my head. Um Uh Maybe mommy's alright, daddy's alright, but the song is called Surrender. Yes. That would be that would be a good that example. Might have been an example. Um I can't believe I'm about to say this. There might be a Bob Seeger song floating around in my head. Uh If if there is, you're a very fortunate man. Yeah. Maybe a Billy Joel song, maybe a super tramp song. The logical song was the name of the title. Right. But they sing. They don't sing anything that has to do with the logical song.
1: Which, which no, one it, is, uh, I mean logical. Logical is mentioned in the song. The word yeah. logical is, but at no, at no point do they yeah reference the logical song.
2: Right.
1: Anyway, a little That's homework it. project for the
2: Yakophiles out there. You know what? Uh, on this day in technology history, nineteen ninety-eight, Google became fully incorporated. Okay. So let's go to Google and see if it lives up to its name. What, how do we say this? What song uh, doesn't match its title? Okay. Try that. My song title didn't match the song playing. Uh Song title and music doesn't match.
1: You could try that. That might take us down a whole nother road. <laughs> it's, yeah, nothing really came up too quick. Okay. Anyway, that was that was just one of my random thoughts today that I have sometimes. Just like the Paul McCartney thought the other day, which seemed to strike a chord with at least a couple of the tweeters out there. The tweeters? The tweeters and the Facebook posters. Chuck, you're on Twitter. Is that right? I am. I'm at
2: 46 sports. We are on the Twitter as well. Sports Yak with 1K. The email, that's a whole different ballgame. The Sports Yak with 2Ks at gmail.com. Happy Labor Day weekend. Until next time, Yak fans. Oh,
1: that's right. We're not here Monday, are we? No. No, we're not. But, you know, you can you can listen to this episode again and say, oh, they didn't really know what they were talking about ooga Gabby Hartman. We've had some fun, yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run, it's Sport Jack, Sport Shack. Sport Shack is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done.